You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 410 of Podcateers. Uh, as you can tell, I'm not feeling the greatest today, so I'm going to try to get through this intro as quickly as possible. But this week, Mel and Larry head to the parks and we discuss the return of the Main Street Electrical Parade and the new finale float. They also share about their time in the parks, and Andrew tells us about his recent trip to the Walt Disney Family Museum. If you were in the parks for the return of the parade or Dapper Day, we'd love to hear about your experience. You can always join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. If you're not yet following us, you can just search for Podcateers, but we'd love for you to join us over on our Discord server. Joining the community on Discord is super simple. Head on over to podcateers.com slash 410 and click on the Discord logo, or you can click on the link in our pinned IG story. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So that's it. I am going to go get some rest. But if this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy yourself. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 410 of Podcateers. <laughs> a little donkey? Is that what you said? Well, a little wonky. <laughs> oh, not a little donkey, like a, bu- a burrito? Mm, burrito? I like burritos. <laughs> Me too. They're pretty good. <laughs> What's your favorite type of burrito? I just like, I like beans, cheese, and sour cream. Just okay. boom, right in there. Nice. And then, you know, fry it up like a like a chimichanga. Get the burrito fried Dang. in there. It's oh, as, as nice go. and good. And a little it, crunch yeah. on there. That's a you good just miss chimichangas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. When we were kids, um, my mom used to do that for us all the time. We used to get, like, the microwavable burritos. Mm-hmm. And she used to, like, fry them up for us after they were just warm get get that nice crunch outside uh-huh. and i would get made fun of because one of my favorite things to dip burritos in is like sour cream with like the patio mm-hmm. or something oh okay oh, oh, and, oh i love that <laughs> okay. all right at least i'm not alone here but i mean Dude, i i love it so good so, i love doing that with hot cheetos too and people are like that's <laughs> gross i'm like it tastes fantastic don't knock it till you try it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway um hey welcome to the podcast I, hey. I hope everyone is doing well. I have had a, a, a fairly difficult week. I'm, I'm feeling a bit under the weather today. So uh, it, it, it actually works out because Andrew recently had an opportunity to travel up north to the Walt Disney Family Museum. And I've been wanting to hear how that trip went. Mel had an opportunity to go back to the parks this weekend to celebrate her birthday and Dapper Day. Happy birthday, Mel! Happy birthday! 
Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, before we move on, I just want to apologize to the members of the FGP squad for having to uh, reschedule our call this past weekend. Uh, I will be posting when that will be happening. I hope that it can happen soon. My goal is for it to happen after this episode posts, but if it doesn't, stay tuned to Discord, stay tuned to Instagram for more info on when we're going to have the call. So we'll yeah. get you back. Yeah, yeah, we'll have it. Yeah. Soon. We miss you. Yeah. We do. We do. For sure. Uh, so before we before we start, I know we're going to be talking about the parks in a while, but Main Street Electrical Parade came back this past weekend. Sure did. Mm-hmm. And um, so, hey, you know, OK, <clears throat> so thoughts. OK, I I know that originally I was like, oh, it's MSCP. It's not paint the night. Wah, wah, wah. Right. Uh-huh. And then and then I was like, oh, my God, I saw the video. I love the float mm-hmm. because I saw the float as its own thing. Right. Yeah. Right. And I so I did watch the live stream that Disney did of the Main Street mm-hmm. Electrical Parade. We posted it on Instagram. And so if any of you had the opportunity to watch it, uh, you know, it was cool because they, they broadcast the entire parade. But I could tell you, I think I finally figured out why I dislike the Main Street Electrical Parade so much. And it has nothing to do with the parade itself. It definitely has nothing to do <clears throat> with the... Um, uh, with the music, because I love Baroque Down, you know, the, it's a, right. there's an offshoot to Paint the Night, and I love the deconstructed version especially. It's one of my, like, favorite Disney songs ever. Do you guys want to take a quick guess as to what it is I hate about the Main Street Electrical Parade? Um, it's slow? No. No? Because it doesn't, yeah, I, I know, I'm trying to guess. I don't know. I don't have a good, I don't okay. have a good guess. Um, is it too warm of a palette? Bingo. Per se. Okay. Okay. Bingo. Oh, wow. <laughs> so as a photographer, mm-hmm. I love to white balance things. Mm-hmm. And the Main Street Electrical Parade is just too, wanted to insert a curse word there, too bleep and yellow for yeah. me to fully enjoy it. Now, fast forward to the end. There's a brand new float. Looks super amazing on its own. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Brand new technology. They, you know, they use portions of what existed and they reconstructed this old flag float with the eagle to look like an "It's a Small World" commemorative float thing that has all these different characters from different movies, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and on its own, it looks great. But it looks so out of place in this parade. It sure does. I agree with you there. It looks like it belongs in Paint the Night or Dreamlights because it is so vibrant. It is so white balanced. It is so gorgeous on its own that it has no business being a part of the Main Street Electrical Parade. Okay. So that's one reason why I didn't want to watch the the live stream because I'm like, okay... Oh, and I thought I was going to see it. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll go see it. But a part of me was like, do I really want to see it? No. And I, the reason I guessed about the warm lights is because that's what bothers me. It looks like um, you need to clean it up. Like it's too antique for me. It, it, it just throws me off. Yeah. And what you just said, I actually had a few friends who told me the same thing. 
where it's a beautiful flow, but it looks out of place. And um, I haven't heard the music. I want to hear it. I'm curious about it. But I was also told it didn't match. So it does look beautiful. It does. I will say that. I mean, I love Encanto. I love everything that's that's good, that was on that float. And not just that, of course. Um, but yeah, it's kind of sad to hear the same thing that you're saying from other people. So, I mean... I think I had high hopes of thinking that they were going to put different light bulbs to kind of make it match a little bit. Who knows? I don't know who made the decision. A lot of people love it, so I will say that too. You know, it's like you hear a mix of everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had said before, you know, I had thought that they had done an LED upgrade to the the whole parade, but I think I must have got bad information um, because it definitely does not look uh, as if they're using LEDs on many of the classic floats. I think some of them might have been upgraded or like the Tinkerbell float, which is newer, I think might have some LEDs on it. And I think they might have interspersed some LEDs other, where, other places through um, the floats. But um, yeah, like you're saying, it's two completely different color temperatures. Uh, we were talking about CRI and all kinds of stuff in previous episodes and um if you think about your old classic light bulb or your mini christmas light bulbs what was what those are uh using typically that's those are around 2800 kelvin um color temperature wise and so that's really that's that yellow and most leds um operate more closely to um like between four and five thousand, maybe thirty-eight hundred and five thousand Kelvin, and that's where that crisp, crisp. I can't talk. Crispness. <laughs> you're good. You're good. <laughs> Did you eat some soup? Yeah. Spaghetti? Crispy. <laughs> the crispness oh, color uh, that you're seeing, that blue, that vibrancy, is a, a you know a combination of the different color temperature, the the newer technology. And the the more vibrant lights that you get with LED just inherently because I'm gonna ramble, but anyway, when you take on a classic Christmas light, L, you know, incandescent bulb, when you do a colored bulb, you take that light bulb and you dip it in color, and it's basically painted, and that's how you get a colored bulb, or they make the glass colored but it's still a filament inside that is all burning at the same color temperature and so that is how all these uh, lights still kind of look similar because uh, the way that works is <laughs> um, I'm really going into really nitty-gritty here but the color holds back all of the other colors but the color that um, you're seeing so a blue light uh, light bulb the paint on there or the blue glass holds back all of the green and all of the red light. None of that gets out of there. Only the blue or that range of colors comes through. With an LED, each individual LED is set to emit a specific color. So you have red LEDs, blue, you know, yellow, indigo. There's mixed white, all this stuff, LEDs. And so that's where you get these more pure, saturated colors um, with uh, with LEDs on 
paint the night, LED screens, your your LED TV, your computer monitor, your cell phone are all LED, and they're emitting those specific colors from that one little diode. So that's where the big discrepancy comes from, and a long way to say, yeah, they look completely different, <laughs> and uh, they do look out of place. I wish they would have um, gone the extra mile and upgraded everything in the float and i think i don't know i think we would be having a different conversation um because i think people would be saying this isn't the main street electrical electrical parade it doesn't look the same where's all my warm lights you know other yeah. people would be saying that so it's i guess the best of both worlds but you can't really have both it, it, it looks weird and out of place um, I yeah. agree with the group. <laughs> and I mean, look, the having that warm hue to something isn't a bad thing. I, I want to be clear about that. I think because I always aim to have my photographs white balanced, when you take a photo, for instance, of Main Street, Main Street naturally has that warm hue to it because of the types yep, right. of lights that are used throughout Main Street. On top of that, it's emulating a time where the white balance type of light wasn't available to people. So it fits the era that it's trying to bring across to you as a guest and a spectator of what's happening. And the Main Street Electrical Parade being that color, like that hue of yellow that it emits onto Main Street adds to the nostalgia. It adds to how old it is and how it connects to people. But, you know, that, that transition from that yellow to bright blue on Main Street that you're used to seeing with other things, put it somewhere I get else. It. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Make I a totally new thing. Get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or bring back Paint the Night, like you've been saying. Or, yeah. There, there's a bunch of different options, and I see why they why they did it. You know, l like you had mentioned, this was the uh, To Honor America float um, redressed uh, as the It's a Small World float. Yeah. Um, so I like to call it the Big Bacon Strip. I know a lot of other people <laughs> call it the Big, big <laughs> Bacon Strip. And I know that there's already all sorts of conversations going on about how it's unpatriotic to remove the float. No, it's not. Okay, it's a float. All right, there's Disney's trying to cater in a new generation of guests in the park, and they're doing that using characters that newer guests are familiar with. So, like mm -hmm. you said yeah. earlier, it's the best of both worlds, right? Yeah. But I will say, you mentioned the music, Mel. You know, I remember when Paint the Night was brought back to DCA and they debuted the, uh, the Incredibles float. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing that one for the first time and just thinking to myself how out of place and how shoehorned in the music felt for the Incredibles float because it broke. Maybe it was because I was so used to the order of mm -hmm. oh, what the maybe. Paint the Night soundtrack was for so long that mm -hmm. when they put in the Incredibles float, it just felt forced, right? I loved having the float, but it felt forced. And this, oh, Don't talk about feeling no. like it doesn't belong. Like, <laughs> I, the music is great on its own. Again, I think it'll fit anywhere. I, I, I just not here. Like, Maybe they just, just have that go by itself down the parade route, and that's the whole parade. <laughs> and you know what? And you, know, I, I'm glad you said that because I actually thought that 
would be a great solution because they've done it before. They did it with Elsa's float. Remember yes. oh, yeah. the parade? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it could just be its own mini parade with its own music that cycles through. And if they did that as like a precursor to the mainstream electrical parade, you know, oh, it's a pre-show or, yeah. or whatever. I think that's a great way to get both things, but don't mix it into the Main Street Electrical Parade because it's just out of place. Wait, I figured it out. Okay, here we go. All right, new, we're going to hear new, it. New parade. No, I'm not going <laughs> to ramble about LEDs anymore. New parade. The salute to all nations, but mostly America parade. And this is the finale float. <laughs> is it a bacon strip again? Mostly, mostly America. So anyway, that's only a minute and a half long, though. (laughs) Well, if anybody had an opportunity to watch the parade this weekend as it re-debuted at Disneyland, record crowds for essentially, you know, a reopening weekend for the parade. Uh, It's been a long time since uh, Disneyland has felt, as people are calling it, like the Disneyland of old. And, uh, you know, I can comment on that for hours, but... Uh, <laughs> it was super packed. It was Dapper Day weekend. Uh, it, I, I think overall, yeah, I, I think overall <laughs> people were mostly dealing with the heat because it was, uh, it was an unexpected mini heat wave, I think, over the weekend. But if you had an opportunity to see it, let us know what you thought. Let us know how you felt watching it live if you were there. Did it feel out of place? Did you just feel the warm and fuzzies because you had something new with an old parade that you loved? Or, you know, do you like this idea that, you know, we were just tossing out right now of it being its own little micro parade the way that Elsa's float was at one point, you know, in the park. So hit us up. You can comment in the Instagram post for this uh, podcast episode, or you can uh, join the community over on Discord. If you haven't done that yet, just... uh, head over to our Instagram stories and you'll see a link there. Uh, but before we move on, um, so did anybody notice the the couple of things with the last the last float? One, uh, Tina, my wife, pointed it out, and, and I'm sure a lot of people notice it too. Uh, Blue Fairy starts at the, the new float, you know, the return of the Blue Fairy, but I, she looks like she has tentacles coming out from under her dress. Oh, no. I don't know if if Ursula is, um, you know, disguised as the Blue Fairy. <laughs> um, I'm not yeah. sure, but I have a feeling it's supposed to be a nod to, like, some of the swirls that were on the original Blue Fairy photo. But it looks like tentacles. They look black. They look like Ursula's tentacles coming <laughs> from. They come from the bottom of the dress and then swoop around and swirly so um yeah look at that if you're <laughs> looking at the float again i don't did you any of you guys notice that in the live stream no but now i, I want to go back and look <laughs> I, for I wanted to see this oh, now that's <laughs> why you so hazen you text as he said i have things to say about the the parade and then i sent just a, a gif of ursula <laughs> and oh. i don't know what he does. i thought that's what you're talking about I'm like that i have something to say about it too um <laughs> anyway and then the other thing that uh a friend, a friend of ours, friend of the show, Esteban, pointed out that when the parade, when the the finale float goes by on Main Street, the projections on the uh, second story of Main Street start too. The whole thing, you know, progresses with it, and there's like sparkling diamonds and all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. which is it doesn't do that for the rest of the parade. So I thought that was kind of neat too. Oh, uh, maybe that's what we're seeing. It's not the glow of the 
of the float itself, but maybe the ah. projections that they're purposely putting up. Yeah, they on Main Street they put they put up projections of like little sparkly diamonds and different things that, um, and it progresses with the float, which is really cool. So, two well, little things to work, look out for. Listen, either way, it's out of place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you guys, I love what the Imagineers did with this one. I think the float is beautiful on its own, but it's still out of place. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see what uh what time time does to this float and see how it lives on in the history of the Main Street Electrical Parade because there's been you know lots of floats added lots of floats removed um you know there's no Dumbo float anymore but you know switcheroo all kinds of stuff so yeah you know mm-hmm. who knows how long it'll be maybe yeah. they'll do a full LED upgrade in the future I think that should be they the way did. to go they did it's called Paint the Night yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it doesn't have the history. Anyway. Anyway. Melissa went to Disneyland. And so did Larry. Before we go back to Disneyland, I want to end with Disneyland because I know it's like Dapper Day and Mel's birthday and everything. Okay. Tell us about the museum because it's been a few years since I've been up there. I want to know how things are going up there. All right. If you weren't sick of my voice, here we go. Long (laughs) Andrew story time. I uh, took a trip to the Bay Area. Um, uh, I guess it's kind of south of me. I'm in Sacramento area. So anyway, Bay Area, um, went to the Walt Disney Family Museum, among other places, uh, and had a good time. It's, you know, it's a great place to go. You learn a lot. I got a lot of, you know, cool information for Quizneyland. That's where one of the questions from last week's episode uh, sparked an idea from there. Um, but, yeah, we start out in the trophy room, as they call it. And it's just almost every or every one that they have award recognition that Walt had, had received in his lifetime. Um, and they range from... You know, the Oscars, the, um, you know, the commemorative one for the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves all the way down through like Plaxy got for um, just different um, clubs and groups and things like that. Just as an honorary, this honorary, that the question from Quizneyland, it was the the award he got was uh, to the greatest um, contribution to the sport of pigeon racing. So there's just lots of stuff. We spent a lot of time in the trophy room just because there's so much to take in and the, the reviews don't lie. Like you can take your time, but if, if you get there late, don't spend um, all your time in the first couple of rooms. Just there's a lot to learn and a lot to see. So I recommend getting there early. Um, That way you have enough time to um, explore the whole thing. And from there, then you kind of start, after the trophy room, it starts with Walt's, you know, I'm pretty sure it's birth. You see like a, a map leading into like the room where it talks about his family history, his, his um, they're moving from here to there to, you know, ending up in Kansas City and everywhere, Marceline. Um, and from there, uh, and then it that, let's see, I'm trying to remember. It's been a while. I should, you know what, I'll do this. I took a bajillion of pictures. Ah, there so you go. So I can, I can uh, just scroll through, scroll through to remind <laughs> me of walking through where I. Oops, I went way too. That's twenty twenty one. Oh, this was. Okay. I have about time eight, travel. I have like, <laughs> I have photos on here from like twenty fourteen um, on my phone. Oh, good use I have of a, your memory. I have an SD card, so everything is. Um, <laughs> 
it's still on there. I just keep upgrading the SD card, move everything over with it. <laughs> I've, so, I've done the same thing. So My SD have, card just keeps growing by at least 256 gigs every time. So I have lots and lots of space, and but also lots and lots of photos. Here we go. So, um, yeah, that room also has... Um, the uh, replica, replica or a similar ambulance is what Walt served when he was in the military. And the last room before you go to um, the second level is a, I believe it's an uh, Alice. It's, it talks about like his first animation kind of uh, uh, groups or groups. I'm sorry. His first animation like projects. Oh, okay. Um, and then you get in an elevator and go upstairs, and the elevator has the Santa Fe um, Railroad logo on it, which is really cool. So you, oh. and the, the elevator's really nice, and it plays a little little quote from Walt as you go up. And Aww. the doors open, and there's lots of um, uh, magical, uh, kind of like the posters that you would see, like the magical paintings like on the cruise lines, but they're, mm. they're posters. And um, then like... Uh, th- this is where a lot of the Alice comedy things were as well. They chug through. Yeah, I- I'm sorry. I I misspoke before. I'm gonna ramble because I don't remember. But the first room was <laughs> the the room before the elevator was all of the the things leading up to Alice, and then you you go up to the second level, and it's the Alice comedies is the is the room right off the elevator, and then from that room you go to Steamboat Willie, and they had a really cool interactive um, display where you could. Um, do fully along with Steamboat Willie, which was really cool. They had little drums, little things to tell you when to to do it as the turkey in the straw, you know, cranking nice. the goat and all that stuff. So that was really cool. cool. Um, a lot of interactive thing. They had a whole wall showing like um, just all the still images that take up. I forget how many seconds it was like like a 10 second thing is just plastered along this whole wall, like a 10 foot by like 30 foot wall of of like five by eight photos of just how many pictures it takes just for this short clip. Um, and it was just very impressive to see all that. It goes through, uh, Oh, what was next? Uh, uh there was a window where you could see the, uh, golden gate bridge, which was kind of cool. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Then there was, um, just some cool, uh, like some stuff about different people that had helped Wald or he had met, um, stuff about inking and painting, merchandising, and then there's a whole like half a room that was Snow White, and then it started talking about the uh, my photos aren't helping very much because I took pictures of weird <laughs> things like a picture. <laughs> I have this great picture of Goofy, a, a maquette of Goofy in a bathing suit looking real cool. Um, and like a weird picture of, uh, Snow White, but yeah, anyway, they had, they had lots of cells, lots of stuff. Um, it goes through, um, the different employees, different, um, there's, you know, the nine old men on a wall there with, with, um, I believe it was the nine old men on the wall. Then you could turn the, turn the thing around it and give you a bio of them, turn it one way as a photo and the other way the bio. A film room. They had a small um, section on the um, animator strike. Um, a small section on the war. Um, and after the war section, oh, there was a there was a room on just uh, all the different animated features and and uh, shorts. 
And then that led to the miniatures room, which was very cool, which was next to the bathrooms. If you need to go to the bathroom, that's next to the miniatures. Good spot. All the <laughs> collected miniatures, you know, of, you know, it was just everything, household items, this and that and the other thing. It was very cool just to see his personal collection of, of miniature dining sets and bedrooms and bedpans and spittoons and whatever, you know, you might see. Because um, who doesn't love a good old-fashioned bedpan, right? I yep. was just going to say, A miniature bedpan. <laughs> Sorry, miniature bedpan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, also in that room is the 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 bracelet, the um, the Oscar bracelet with all the miniature um, uh, Oscars on it. Um, so that's also very cool. Um, and then from that room... I'm trying to remember if, if my pictures are dece- deceiving me or not. Uh-oh. I believe from that, if I didn't take pictures or if I just we just went from there, I believe from that room, <laughs> we you enter the like finale room, which is like this big sweeping uh, ramp that goes down back down to the first level. And that's where you see the Carol Wood uh, Pacific uh, engine and the whole train. You see um, different uh, mock-ups of... Um, what was there? There was a uh, a mock-up of the there's like the original Disneyland castle model where the the front was the back and the front back was the front thing, and then that leads you to the I believe they call it the Disneyland of Walt's imagination uh, model, which I spent a lot of time just looking at. Uh, you know, you know, a mashup of all attractions that were there. I hit the microphone with my hand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, but the attractions that Walt had a hand in, a Walt that had you know dreamt of, or you know, etc., or were there in his time, and it's very cool just to see different things you know coexisting at the same time um, that didn't in that time frame or didn't ever coexist. Um, there's also like a uh, um, there's a Autopia car there as well. And then you went to uh, at the bottom of the ramp after the the model, there was a, like a nice place to sit and watch some old Disneyland TV show clips, um, just clips of Walt and stuff like that. Comfy benches, which is like a wall of old fashioned TVs. Um, then um, from there, you would uh, enter. Uh, there is a section on. Um, uh, animatronics so you got to see a lincoln like animatronic skeleton there was a tiki bird that you could puppet uh with the handle um That's there was cool. a yeah there was a oh i'm gonna forget what it was some big old machine that had a um, little show with uh um dick van dyke it was like a little miniature dick van dyke and he was jumping around Let's see if I can. Nope, I don't know what it was. I think it was some sort of. <laughs> it was some sort of uh, machine for either sound processing or film processing. Wow. But oh. it was like a big machine that was like, this is how they made it easier for this thing. And it was like a little mini Dick Van Dyke, and he'd jump around um, the machine with technology and stuff like that. Um, after that section was um, the section on Walt's uh, final days and his death. Um, and then post death, all of his, um, uh, all like the newspaper clippings and all the artwork that people had produced and put in the media, um, <clears throat> excuse me, to uh, 
to mourn his death. And then um, from there, the final room was just like this big white room with screens just showing pictures of just everything from, from Walt and his family and stuff like that. So it was a very touching ending, um, encompassing his whole life. And it was a very cool experience. Um, I'm glad I got to do it. I could go back tomorrow and see things no. that I didn't see before because cool. we, you know, we, we kind of went at a pretty good clip uh, going through everything, but I could definitely, there's just so much that even if you spent the whole day there, like you couldn't take it all in if you wanted to look at everything. Just there's a plethora of memorabilia and artifacts and just reading that you can do. Um so yeah, and then the gift shop ends with uh, in the gift shop is a multiplane camera, which I thought was very cool. And the gift yeah. shop is great. So I love the gift shop. I spent a lot of money. <laughs> what did you get? <laughs> um, well, I got some cool pins. So I got a Carolwood specific uh, pin, railroad pin. I also love got it. a multiplane camera pin. Um, nice. Uh, I got Sweet. a T-shirt, and then I was showing these to you guys before as I pull away from the microphone. Um, these are new old stock. If you uh, if you watch uh, American Pickers, you know what that means. <laughs> um, uh, the uh, e-ticket magazine. And so um, the guy running the gift shop had told me, I believe he was the manager of the gift shop, uh, we were talking, and he was telling me that uh, when uh, Diane was opening the Walt Disney Family Museum, she had bought every copy of this magazine that was left, and people didn't understand why. I think it's the people, you know, uh, helping her run the or start up the museum. And she just knew that this these magazines were were something good to have in the gift shop for people to be able to um, learn the history of Disneyland specifically and just the company and in general. So these are very cool um, magazines that are long out of print, um, but you can get them on. Uh, the Family Museum website. There is also a CD-ROM that has some of the older issues that aren't available anymore. Um, the ones I have are from, uh, let's see, anywhere from 1997 to 2009. But, yeah, those were cool. I got a magnet and some other uh, stuff. But all in all, I had a great time at the Walt Disney Family Museum. I recommend anybody that has an affinity for for Walt or for the parks or for anything in the Disney company, you'll learn a lot about what goes behind it, like how it started and just uh, what, what the man was behind the company. So as it, it was a good time and I'd go back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I think the Dick Van Dyke thing, he appears like on a little stack of film cans, right? It was like, so it's like this machine and it's, it's got like some film reels. I'd have a very blurry picture of it. It's this giant. I mean, it's probably like ten feet long, six feet tall. This machine. And it has like reels, and he explains what he is, what the thing is. I want to say it's the optical projector. That might be it. It, yeah. it was some. Yeah, that's probably what an optical printer, maybe. But yeah. anyway, whatever it was, that yeah, I believe it was something. It was something like that. And they're like, this is how we put. You know, it's how they put. Um, uh, layered animation with with live action footage. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was it. Was very cool to see. What did they have in the in the theater downstairs? Like next it was actually the... uh, closed when we were there. So I think they were oh, okay. they were rotating something in or or something like that. Because I know there was a uh, Walt 
Walt in the War or something uh, special that was going on for quite a while. They had some of that merchandise still, but I think that has uh, concluded. And so I think they were uh, in rotation or just when we were there, it wasn't open. I'm not sure, but the downstairs was closed when we were there. Uh, and yeah, the I cafe think... was closed too. <laughs> now that's a bummer. The cafe <laughs> yeah, has some uh, good yeah. stuff. But yeah, I I think when we went, I think the theater was showing uh, a Glenn Keane exhibit. It was like the animation of Glenn oh, Keane. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I feel like I want to dig through my photos now too because just listening to you walk through the museum, I remember each of those stages and I remember mm-hmm. going through them with the boys and just doing the Foley for the cartoons and, you know, looking at all the photos and everything. And it, it's such a blast. You know, I, I went on the, on the museum's uh, website to the shop and I saw those CD-ROMs that you were talking about. Uh, it, you know, at first glance, $80 for something like that feels like it's expensive, mm-hmm. but when you think about the value that you're getting for something historical, like these magazines that you picked up, I mean, you have mm-hmm. a print version, which I think is in essence, more valuable to people than a mm-hmm. CD-ROM obviously, but there's so much good information in there. And on top of that, the Walt Disney family museum runs as its own entity. Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's funded and operated by the Walt Disney family foundation, which was founded by Diane Disney Miller. So, I mean, they don't really get funding from the Walt Disney Company itself. So when you buy things in the gift shop, the pins, the books, all that stuff, it goes directly to funding the museum and new exhibits and all that stuff. So I would would recommend, if you're a fan uh, of Disney, it's a really cool museum to visit. I agree with you, Andrew. It's, I could spend all day for a week you know, just going through everything and, you know, trying to absorb all the cool stuff that they have in there. Yeah, I mean, like, just the first room alone, the trophy room, is there's, you know, hundreds of trophies and plaques and things like that. Just to, to be able to read what every single plaque is for would take you the whole day, like, mm-hmm. and to, like, understand. Plus, they have little little screens that will tell you more about... You know, you pick, okay, that one's number A28 or whatever, like on the vending machine. But it's like, you know, it'll tell you can go to the screen and then it'll tell you a little bit more about the 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 piece itself. Yeah, I love it. Did they still have the Peanuts comic strip up there? I don't know if I saw it or not. I don't remember. Where was it? Uh, it was in the trophy room. Uh, there's a I don't remember I might have where just not, exactly. I might have just not saw seen it because it was... There was just so many things. That's where they also have the recreation of the 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 firehouse uh, window in yeah, the trophy room as yeah. well. Yeah, I don't remember where exactly it is in the trophy room, but there's a, a comic strip with Charlie Brown and Sally. And she walks up to Charlie Brown and she says something like, do you think there really was a man named Walt Disney? Oh, <laughs> I've seen that before. Some I just online I believe, but yeah, that's so uh, cool. I don't remember seeing it. I don't have a picture of it, but there was all kinds of weird stuff. Like there's a an award Walt got where it's like Mickey Mouse riding a turtle, and I think that's funny. That <laughs> is super hilarious. I don't remember seeing that one. That's super cool. It's an award from the artists of Brazil. <laughs> that's funny. But it's like Mickey Mouse riding a turtle. 
So there's lots of fun stuff to see. I mean, like the first room alone. It's and it's definitely. I mean, I think the admission was like twenty five bucks. It was not that bad, um, and it was you know, we spent half the day there. You know, I can't remember a few hours, but um, I could have. You know, I could have gone. Like I said, gone back tomorrow. I could. I could wow. go again. There's there's so That's just cool. so much stuff to see that you you won't get bored. So if you ever have the chance. Go ahead and, and see it. Parking's kind of weird. I mean, it's San Francisco, so parking's the weird. Um, everywhere. But, um, I mean, there is a huge parking lot right across the street, and then there's, like, a secret parking lot in the back. That's where we parked. But there, there's a, if you have an electric vehicle, there's electric vehicle charging around the back. It's kind of hard to find, but you can park oh. there. And there's electric vehicle <laughs> charging. So if yeah. you got one of those, there you go. Did you happen to make your way down to uh, see the Yoda fountain just down the street? No, but there's a yo. I didn't know about that. I've we've been to um, um. Oh, what's it called? Um, I forgot what it's called. George Lucas's hometown. Skywalker Ranch. No, his no. his hometown, and there's a there's a park there, and there's an Indiana Jones statue and a Yoda statue. And I, that's I. That was a couple of years ago, but it's uh it also in the Bay, um La, Los. I Los Gatos. No. 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 Um, <laughs> now I got Los. Thanks, Larry. No. I don't know. I anyway, I've been there. Let's see. I'm going to look it up. George Lucas. Not George Lopez, Google. <laughs> you remember. Pam is just. And I can't breathe. No. Okay. I can see George Lucas saying that. Sorry, George. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, okay, well, this says it was raised in Modesto, so I don't know. Maybe it's where I he I thought lives he was now. from Modesto, and that's where Let's he see. filmed part of his, well, that movie that a lot of people know he's known for. I don't know. I bet I've been somewhere, and there was a statue <laughs> of Yoda, and there is a statue of... Let's see. I don't know. I think my I think Tina is asleep because she can <laughs> she can hear me in here. She was with me when we went, and she usually remembers these things. But that was quite a while ago. If I figure it out, I'll let you know. All right. No, the reason the reason I was asking is because I don't know. It's like half a mile away or something. Like right in the Presidio is where Lucasfilm is. Oh. And right outside of Lucasfilm, they have like a huge Yoda fountain that you just go take pictures with, and you can walk into the lobby. They have a lot of really cool stuff that you can uh, see in the lobby, and if you're fortunate enough, they. You can go inside and view the other stuff as well. well but I didn't know that. I was right there. Yeah, it it's all not right, that next far. Time. Next time you go to the museum, uh, you take Lincoln Boulevard all the way down onto Letterman, okay. and it's like it, it's not, it's like a three minute drive from the Walt Disney Family Museum to Lucasfilm. Okay, I figured it out. It's called San Anselmo, and it's where uh, George Lucas lives now. And there's oh. like a there's like a little park, and it just has like a bronze Indiana Jones and a bronze Yoda, like in this little park. Um, and we had gone to I think we went to Santa Cruz one time, and on our way home we went through there, and it was it was a nice little place to take a little break, have a little lunch, see a Indiana Jones statue. Yeah. I did a search for San Anselmo because uh-huh. I I didn't know where he lived now, so I did a quick Google search. The uh-huh. first thing that pops up is a Safeway. So <laughs> I, I don't think this place is known for George Lucas. I think it's known for the Safeway. 
<laughs> hey, when I looked it up, the first thing comes up with Google's logarithm. Yeah. <laughs> George Lu- George Lopez. Maybe George, I'm just <laughs> yeah. I came up with George Lopez. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Maybe I'm just always searching for food, and Google's like, we know what you like. No, you, you know. What <laughs> <laughs> it's called Imagination Park. Is what the park is called. So oh, that's, that's cool. It was just something I had found. Um, I, there's a website it's like Roadside America or something, something like that. And when we go do trips, I like to just go see other kind of just like weird roadside attractions. So we went up up to like the Redwoods area um, a couple years ago, and we stopped by like a Bigfoot museum and a nice. um, like the tree you drive through and like a oh, that's uh, cool. the world's tallest totem pole and just kind of stuff like that. Just to to stuff that takes five minutes to do but it's on the way and it's kind of or you know right around the same area you're in so i like to do that it's fun oh i just saw the picture of that fountain dude it looks so cool <laughs> oh that this is yeah i you know what next time we're up there we're gonna have to detour to this man there you go there's there's a there's a tasty mexican restaurant right around the corner from the park too we just walked to and it was cool that is awesome dude well, thank you for the additional stop because there now, you go. <laughs> now I, I feel like we would have such a great time doing a road trip together because I love the kitschy stuff too, dude. Like yeah. I love stopping at all those places. Mm-hmm. I know that it takes time and that it can, you know, make you later to your destination. It's but the it's so journey, fun, not though. the destination. Exactly. It, Especially it makes if you're it doing so a road fun. trip. That's just like the thing is you going on the trip. That's right? right. That's right. That's why there was a whole song about getting your kicks on Route 66. You know what that's about? Stopping at all the kitschy places. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's really not about that, but that's what I'm going to claim it as. <laughs> I, say, I don't remember that part. <laughs> I'm going to claim it as that. Well, that's cool, man. I'm glad uh, that you had an opportunity. This is your first or how many trips yeah, this have is you my had? first time been to the Walt Disney Family Museum. So oh, that's so it cool. Was, yeah, it was, cool. it was great. Uh, I love the gift shop. Everybody, the, all the employees, they were great. Um, you do have to, uh, um, it's, you know, masked mandate in there, which is which is nice. Um, they check your masks and everything before you go in. They have, you know, so if you're planning on going, make sure you bring, you know, San Francisco um, still has a lot of uh, mask mandates in place still. Um, so as of this recording, or at least when I went, there was uh, masking still a lot of the indoor places. Um, so yeah, but it was, uh, you know, not a big deal. It's nice and air conditioned in there. No big deal. And it was fun. So I highly recommend any, any person that's even just curious about Walt Disney as a person, go see it. But if you, that Disneyland model alone is worth the price of admission. Absolutely. 150% agree with you on that one. If I could spend an entire day just looking at all the details in that model, I would. I wish it was like they had like where you could walk in the middle of it because it's like oh, some of it's kind of far away. It's like I need binoculars. I need to like bring binoculars next time I'm there so to be able to see some of the close-up stuff for my zoom lens on my camera. Maybe that's what mm-hmm. they should install. If you can't walk into it, they should install those binoculars that you use on the, oh, way like the to look at Alcatraz. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just like, in. yeah, put a quarter in exactly. That'd be super funny. Yeah, I mean, hopefully one day we're having Podcateers Day at the Walt Disney Family Museum where we have like a whole panel and we're sitting there discussing the podcast and we're talking yeah, about Disney history. Okay. And 
Perfect. Walt Disney Family Museum, we're open if you guys want to book us. So just let us know. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> we'll, we'll be happy to be there. We know we'll just be, you know, we're we're right up there with the the you know the likes of everybody else that has been there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna transition from the Disneyland model to Disneyland proper. We're gonna hear a little bit about Mel's recent trip, but before we do. I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by a fantastic group of people known as the FGP Squad, yeah, yeah. our podcast for godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes possible. Uh, if you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, you can head on over to podcasters.com slash FGP for more information. There you'll find some info about what the FGP Squad is, a list of some of our top contributors, uh, and a link to our Patreon if you are so inclined to help us out. Uh, we have a few tiers, but being a part of the FGP Squad family does get you some additional perks like access to our happy hour calls, uh, additional content like the Podcasters After Show, uh, some audio files that we've uploaded to patreon uh discounts on podcasters gear and sometimes just random gifts that i like to mail out to people so hazen likes to make stuff and he makes lots of cool stuff and he likes to just share it with people i, makes I like magic i like to make a, i like to make stuff for myself and when i i make stuff for myself i love to make it for other people and so I usually don't make one or two for me. I usually make enough to try to send out to people because I like yeah, them. Yeah, and it's cool you know? stuff. So, it is. Uh, <laughs> if you have any questions, please feel free to connect with us. You can send us a message over on Instagram. But we'd love for you to join our growing community over on Discord. If you're not a member yet, super easy to join us. Just head over to our Instagram stories. You'll see a pinned one that has a link to our Discord. Or you can head over to the blog post for this episode, podcasters.com slash 410 for more information. And, of course, to all of the members of the FGP Squad family, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Yeah. Uh, Mel. Tell hey. us, tell us how your birthday weekend was at Disneyland, and uh, how it was dealing with the heat on Dapper Day. <laughs> oh, crowds. right, double whammy. Oh, and the crowds, Yay, yeah, because it was one of the first weekends where there wasn't as many restrictions, right? Yep. And there... Main Street Electrical Parade and all of everything coming back. Everything and returned, so. and the crowds returned. And <laughs> all right, World of Color was back too. Yeah. yeah. You know what? It wasn't that bad. I'm not going to complain because I ended up doing a lot of things that I haven't done before. I'm excited to actually start with Main Street because Jill and I, we were there and we were just um, waiting around till everybody came to the parks and we're like, oh, let's just chill on Main Street. Well, I remember you talking about the Dreamlights cards. So I thought in my head, you know what? Let's go to the magic shop. I know I'm taking a risk. You know, it's probably not going to be there. But let me check. I thought, hey, why not? You know, go in there. So this is the one thing I think I've told you that I've never seen a magic trick being done at Disneyland. So what? when we go in and I'm, I'm looking, <laughs> I didn't approach the cast member i was just already looking like in the back show <laughs> thinking magically we're gonna see these cards <laughs> and so jill's behind me and she's like she goes up to the cast member and the guy starts talking to us about the cards that he has and asks her to come up and he does this trick 
for me, I'm already like, this is cool. This is happening. I'm witnessing something new. I'm already, my mind's already blown. Like, it didn't take anything to get me excited. So we're watching and she has this card. He's talking about it. He get, She gives it back. And then out of nowhere, this thing just flies in front of me. And I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is this? <laughs> She's cool. He's cool. I'm like gone. I'm like, this is, wow. I'm like, oh my gosh. I felt bad I didn't find the cards. But I was like, I can't wait to tell you this because I know how much you love the magic shop and everything. So I was like, you know what? This will be a, you know, a cool thing to share. And I'm sorry I didn't see the cards there, but I did get to see that and tell you about it. <laughs> I appreciate you even going in to search for them. You kind of caught me <laughs> off guard when you said you had never seen magic at Disneyland because, okay, I, I, I don't want to take away from your story, but I'm going to say this really no quickly. I used to annoy the cast members inside of the magic shop because at the time I was learning card magic because I wanted to become a member of the magic castle. So I was like constantly like practicing and everything mm -hmm. and i would go into the magic shop and i would show people tricks and i thought like well we're better than the magic shop to do these right. magic tricks right but the stuff that i was learning were not tricks that were available for sale in the magic shop and so the cast members were like dude you gotta get out of here like what are you doing <laughs> and so it like i was in my early 20s and i thought i was like so cool because i'm doing magic psych you know like <laughs> david blaine street magic you know just kamikaze magic wherever i went <laughs> and uh i i look back on it now and i realize how annoying it was and to all the cast members i annoyed at that point i apologize for being such a <laughs> jerk um but uh, before I, I stopped doing magic, I mean, there's a there's a bunch of reasons why I stopped and I won't get into that right now. But before I stopped, um, I did I did start buying tricks from the magic shop and I started giving them away to like my like the kids of my friends and my nieces, and nephews and, and all that stuff, because I felt that if I was going to show off or I was going to do something in the magic shop, I should at least sell something i didn't work there i don't know if they worked on commission or anything but i purposely started trying to do things that had a, a semi-equivalent in the magic shop where i could be mm -hmm. like oh talk to this gentleman right here you know he can tell you what to buy if you want to do something similar <laughs> um but yeah i i acknowledge that i was fairly annoying with that but uh, <laughs> i i still love card magic and that's i mean that was around the time that i started collecting different decks of cards and so that was a long time ago <laughs> in a kingdom far, <laughs> far away. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you looking. I, you know, I've I've seen only a couple of decks at Disneyland before. There is a haunted mansion deck that I've seen that I've never picked up before, and I think there's a Main Street one, just like a generic Disneyland one, that I remember seeing probably during the Diamond Anniversary. Um, but yeah, I don't own a lot of Disney decks. I own a lot of like Mickey Mouse decks and different designs, but not anything directly from the parks, I think. Ah. Right. Christmas present idea. I, right. <laughs> 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 Write it down. Build Hazen's collection. There you go. <laughs> Enabling is what that is called. It is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the best way. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about this churro with the bacon that you had. Ooh. 
Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Let me have a moment because that was really good. Um. <laughs> so this churro, we found this in DCA. So this is by Grizzly. And not only do you have the sugar and everything, you have like a maple icing drizzled all over it. So you have like practically too many churros filled with that. And the crispiest bacon bits that are not bacon bits that you usually would get at the market. Like these were like crispy, but yet very meaty. <laughs> mm. So it, it was like really good bacon, like every bite. And then you had some leftover. So it was kind of like candy bacon. And it was like two desserts in one. <laughs> so good. And I'm like, I have to send this to you because bacon and for all the love of bacon. <laughs> oh, I'm like, here, I'm sending you have some good vibes. There you go. <laughs> I, no, I loved it. It made my day that you were able to have that. I got, I think like right around the same time, Jill texted me a picture of the side candied bacon that you were able to buy as well. <laughs> and then she sends me a picture with this big old bowl of candied bacon. I'm all like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> We're just thinking of you, buddy. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, but I'm like, how dare you just tease me with a picture. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? The funniest thing is now that I think about it, I think I spent most of my time in DCA. Oh, interesting. A trip. Yeah. It's like one of those days where, you know, where you just walk in and you go, you have that which side you're going to go, left or right. Mm-hmm. Adventureland. I'm going there first. You know, I gotta have some jungle. <laughs> gotta go there. And at the time, it was like no wait for Jungle Cruise and for Tiki Rooms. Like perfect. It's already 84 degrees at like 10 o'clock in the morning. Ugh. No one asked for summer. No one. <laughs> it was bad. So go in there, have a few time. You know, good times and stuff. Um. We came back around, and then I actually got to meet Chrissy, longtime listener, Adventures in DIY shop. Oh, she right actually on. caught me on Main Street. Yeah. Well, she shout like, out to Chrissy. <laughs> she's like, Melissa, is that you? I'm like, oh, hi, this and that. I'm like, how are you? And it's, it's, we've been like in contact for years. So it felt so good to see each other and say hi. So that was awesome. Totally, so totally cool. awesome. Um, we meet up with Larry and Rebecca, and then we go over to DCA, and we, wow, there was a lot going on. Also, Food and Wine Festival was happening, so you had that crowd over there, and I didn't get anything. I, I didn't, but everything looked good. Everything did. I... I just wasn't hungry. <laughs> I think it was so overwhelmed with everything and just being there and just talking to everyone. So we, uh, when we got <laughs> to DCA, we, me and Rebecca had to make a, a stop at one of the booths uh, that for because we were going to eat in the Paradise Garden area. That was kind of oh, yeah. the goal. So, but we stopped at a booth on the way that was the uh, Garlic Kissed. I believe that's the booth it was for for a uh, adult beverage, which I'll give uh, Rosemary Bitter Orange Mule. 
So I'll let you know on that one, uh, very bitter. And I would say it's more like a grapefruit than anything. And that was originally my wife, Rebecca's drink. Uh, but then she ended up partaking in the drink I went over at Paradise Garden Grill. Uh, they have another drink over there called the uh, Strawberry Le- Bourbon Lemonade. That one is very good. I would say it's sweeter on the sweeter side. And it's surprising because it's a bourbon-based type of drink. But there's real strawberry muddled in it. And it was real just sweet good especially that was 84 degrees you want like a strawberry lemonade yeah it hit the spot it was really good partaked in that and i think melissa and fgp member jill ate at different restaurants there i'm not too sure if they picked up anything from the paradise grill i know you picked up some pizza which i just got pizza (laughs) yeah but you made a good point which i said you should share that is the that what was it melissa about that meal particular do you remember what she said you said this might be the cheapest meal I've oh, ever yeah. eaten. Oh, yeah. This was the cheapest one. It was less than $10. I was or like, a pizza? Slice Dang. of pizza. Oh, a slice yeah. of pizza. I like. I thought it was the full pizza that you were talking about. Yeah. I didn't know. It was oh, like, no. Was like $10 <laughs> for a pizza? I not it was the most cost-effective like, pizza. <laughs> what weird parallel universe Disneyland are you at that they have like what a $10 did you pizza? Have? Right? <laughs> we're stacking coupons. The coupons. That's so funny. after that, after we ate, because it was like really, really warm. So you, you didn't want to do like, you didn't want to be in line. You didn't want to be outside. Unfortunately, Ariel's was like outside queue. We're like, nope. nope. We went to Mickey's PhilharMagic. Oh and my God. <laughs> that, ooh, worth it. Worth the walk. Just, just. The tunnel going in the just AC. to make it, it was like the air <laughs> hit us and we were just it was like, beautiful <laughs> i don't i can't even explain anybody needs to like this i think might be my new dca i used to jump into the animation building to cool down but walking through just the tunnel the entry to get to mickey's philharmonic was like i don't i felt like i was I don't even be, like one of those icebreaker commercials and the air was just hitting me. It was like, yeah. oh my God. I don't know if we're, because we were so hot at that point or what, but dude, it was oh, awesome. So That's refreshing. Cool. Yeah. So refreshing. The uh, the new clip for, um, oh wow. Coco. For Coco. Oh, dude. It's so adorable. So good. So adorable. So good. Um, I left thinking this attraction cannot die. There's no way because the way that they added Coco mixes very well that they could add anything else if they wanted to. Oh, so, I'm sure Encanto's coming thumbs up. to fill our magic oh, yeah. at some point. Probably. How about some Muppets? I'm sure at some point they'll bring them back. But I think oh, Encanto yeah. would be next. And just the way that they do the projections... Uh, I can see Casita flourishing throughout that entire theater with with all the characters because, you know, I'm talking about it like I've seen it. But, of course, it's one of the only things at DCA that I still have yet to do. So one of these days I'll finally (laughs) get a chance to see it. (laughs) One day. (laughs) One day. What did we do after this? After this, we ended up going to Avengers Campus. And this was the first time I've spent more than 30 minutes there and it it was i think i spent like majority of my day there because the i the prize that i had my eye on was i need to be there 
to see Moon Knight. And yeah, Moon I'll get Knight. to that after. So, <laughs> um, let's go to the beginning of Avengers Campus because I have some words about Stanley's plaque. And mm-hmm. I'm trying not it to really get upset. He really has to go to the dentist. Oh, sorry. Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> that was good. I love anyway, how Andrew. Sorry. I love how Andrew has the dad jokes like super equipped already. Just ready, hey, ready, hey, ready to go. Ready for fire. Right, <laughs> right off. Okay. Anyway, Stanley's plaque. Okay, so Stanley's plaque. Um, this is the first time we're seeing it, and I look at it, and I'm I'm looking at it, and I'm like, it's we're at dusk. It's getting it's getting later. Why is this like so hidden where Avengers Campus is so lit up? Why does Stan Lee's plaque by itself and it doesn't have anything to show that it's right there? Then the reason I thought about this is because there was people just standing right next to it with the stroller. And there's nothing to really say that you can't, his plaque shouldn't have people in front of it It shouldn't have somebody covering it i don't know if disney thought about this ahead of time but on the other side of the entrance there's another podium kind of area for another plaque okay this looks incomplete i felt when i i got really heated inside i'm like dang i'm not a big marvel fan i'm i'm not but i i really thought he doesn't it doesn't have the representation that shows you know how he's made these characters these superheroes we're talking about all this on his plaque but there's nothing that that showcases that like and there's no lights or anything is that no about, like no lights or anything nothing, nothing. That's and i was thinking and i was talking to them and i you know what disney's gonna take ideas whatever's <laughs> this is how mm-hmm. i feel um they could have put something to give indication of these superheroes little things captain shield doors hammer black Ev- widow's logo yeah all, just all etch it into things. the rock you can do that right something that says he did this and there's really nothing and it made me sad because you have this gorgeous land here that's dedicated to him yet his, his plaque work. is pretty lonely i didn't i didn't really think i was gonna get like feeling like this i'm like dang you know that's i was telling larry i'm like i shouldn't be fired up but it <laughs> i don't know maybe I'm, maybe i'm just being picky i i don't know <laughs> i'm gonna say what melissa I'm, I'm usually pretty i'm glad that disney decided to give stan lee some representation in this part of the park because i mean without him that part doesn't exist right mm-hmm. um and i was looking forward to it with melissa to go to this and when we got there yeah, immediately was someone was standing with the stroller right in front of it. So you're feeling like, okay, well, maybe they just don't know. It's not publicized as much, but it just feels wrong because they're just standing there. So then we go and we kind of gather around it just to try to make them realize like, hey, there's something you're standing in front of. And they move out of the way. And yeah, and it's set up in an area which um, it has like a rock structure below it, but like concrete rocks. And then it sets up like a podium. And you see it there, and the the plaque looks beautiful, but there's no lighting. There's nothing behind it. There's really nothing. And even something Jill pointed out uh, when we were with her, 
is that the curve at that point on the lower part of there, it changes from what the area is to the outside to the walkway from where you go into Avengers Campus. It's like two different types of curves. Mm-hmm. And even the molding that goes to that part is not like complete. Like the the, the they use like the that mold or like concrete to keep it to the ground. It's like looks undone almost. It doesn't even look very clean. And Melissa's mentioning there's just a replica of that same rock-looking podium-style feature, which you could put a plaque on, which we were thinking, gosh, you could have just put the same plaque on the other side. Just put Stanley's plaque on both sides. Um, but it has nothing on it, and it looks exactly the same. So it doesn't really give it any distinguishing factor as like, hey, look at this. This is one of you know something here to be like the Stanley's plaque. And the quote on there, though, I don't want to downplay this either. We all the writing they put in there in the inscription to for Stanley has some great paying homage to him, which yeah. I liked a lot too. It's just doesn't, it feels like what I was telling Melissa, it's like the constant Stanley effect of like getting the short end of like, Oh, he was great. He was amazing. But there's always like a, but, but here's what we're kind of going to do to kind of make it work out to where it looks nice, but it's not great. It's not what it could have been. So they didn't have the, the little, like when it first debuted, um, they had like some planters in front of it or whatever, like these little blue potted plants. So they took those away. All gone. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And my joke is they, you know, the other, the plaque on the other side, you know, that, that rock thing, that's for Kevin Feige when, you know, whenever he decides <laughs> to step away. It could be. Remembrance could of be. Kevin they Feige. Better, well, they better make it look nice than that because Kevin Feige, I don't know if he's going to be done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people. I mean, and I I looked up some images because I couldn't remember the plaque, and it does look like it's being used as a transition piece. Mm-hmm. It's like like you said, the curb changes, the fencing changes, and everything leading into Avengers Campus. So it it does look like it's being used as multi purpose thing. It's a, a plaque, but also this is the break between the you know the the wood posts and the right. metal railing and the two different style curbs and and things like that. So that's you know interesting to hear about. Honestly, I I love the fact that they put something there for Stanley. You're right. I mean, mm-hmm. honoring Stanley is amazing, right? There's been a lot of contributions that he's made to the comic book industry, to Marvel and everything. But I think I honestly I don't even think this is a Stanley thing. I think they need to honor a lot more than just Stan Lee, right? Because, you know, one of the biggest creators and, you know, partner of Stan Lee for such a long time was Jack Kirby. You know, Jack was honored with the Kirby crackle Mm -hmm. that they put in front of of, uh, Mission Breakout, but Mm -hmm. there's really no other mention. Like, you have to be a Marvel fan or hear from somebody that that's Kirby crackle in order to know that Jack Kirby is somehow represented in the park, right? But Mm -hmm. there's so many artists and so many people that represent marvel in such a huge way that what they really need on avengers campus is like a little corner with almost like a hall of fame sort of thing where they honor like these animators right because stan lee is just a small piece of that puzzle jack kirby's a huge part of it also steve dicko joe simon uh brian bendis like all of these guys created iconic characters. And honestly, if they lined, you know how when you enter Avengers Campus, like on one side, like they have the huge Avengers Campus logo and there's like the big yeah. like like rock or the, the cement like the slab thing or something yeah. that they have there. Yeah. I think they could have lined up that entire slab with like kind of, you know how at the studio they have the legends 
like mm-hmm. the plaques uh-huh. with the the name and like the the handprints they could have yeah. done something small with like all the marble legends like across you know the that cement slab as you're entering and you get a little bit of history and you know you get still could do you that know what i mean yeah, yeah exactly totally. they still can I'm- yeah, or if they had something like, you know, like what they do on Main Street with the windows, even if it was smaller things like, like uh, I you know, I don't know what, but something similar to that, street signs or something named after um, uh, the same thing, or like this cart is called the Kirby cart because of this, and or whatever, to, to kind of do that similar nod like Main Street is, as opposed to, to like having... Because, you know, the Main Street windows are... Um, you know, like the highest honor you can get as far as yeah. I'm concerned, like Disney oh, legend yeah. and then main street window. Like, and so um, having something kind of similar to that, because you got to keep it in the, you know, the Stanley plaque is nice and everything. Um, and, and it does kind of pull you out. Like if they're going for story wise, like Stanley created all these things and then you start putting more and more, um, you know, plaques and and um you know busts and whatever so well no just like it doesn't keep you in the story as Mm -hmm. much and i'm not saying that's a bad thing or anything but i just think that that might be a a detractor in some people wanting to do that so that's why you know something like the main street windows kind of give you something uh best of both worlds yeah and i think i think even the stanley plaque would benefit from being something more up I above, mean, like yeah. this is the Stan Lee, this thing. You know, in the movies, Lee. they work it in a lot too, like where it's yeah. creative. So it kind of yeah. would match that kind of same idea where Stan Lee's, even his, like when he it, made his appearances in the movies, it was always a creative way to yeah. get him in. Yeah, there. a little cameo, Stan Lee something up above where like people can't block it and stand in front of it. People can see yeah. it up above and and stuff like that. And, it, you know, there's, there's so much just vertical space in avengers campus that i'm sure there's there's room to put put things there's just so many nooks and crannies too that you know you could have the the, i don't know the stanley bathrooms (laughs) i don't know but (laughs) you know i Um, i really like that idea too because uh on top of paying homage to them right across at the blue sky cellar that little area, I know that they've always had like Disneyland stuff or like future projects, but what if you had just like a year or two, you just dedicated it to Marvel and the history of Marvel and you got mm-hmm. people interested. You got them interested in the comics, in the creators, in the characters. You got them a little more invested. Uh, you could yeah. play some of the clips that they have for like some of the little documentaries that they have on Disney Plus, you know, to get people interested and. You know, I I think it would be a great idea to pay homage the way that you're saying, Andrew, by taking a little bit of that Disneyland, you know, flair and adding it to California Adventure in Avengers Campus for those creators. And like you were saying, anything to get something in that that uh, that space, the Blue Sky Cellar is just so sparingly used nowadays. Like it's like, okay, we did all the remodels. Um uh, I end. guess it's uh, this is where you get your wristbands for a Halloween party. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so underutilized. Ooh, I finally got to step into Pim's test kitchen. Nice. Yay! And finally got to see the giant pretzel. Dude, mind-blowing experience number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. This, the, you know how you get your pretzels everywhere and stuff, but this mm-hmm. was just soft 
Yeah. So soft, good. The sauce that it came with it. First off, I should say, we were joined by the other friends. <laughs> we met up with other friends. I'm, we saw so many people that day. And they joined us and they actually got this and included us into having a little bit of it, trying it. So that was really kind of them because I don't think I would ever try it or see one in person. So... <laughs> Are these friends that I know? Are you being secretive? Or are these people? No, 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 no. I no, no I don't know them. You don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I know I, you saw you met you knew plenty of people there that I know. I'm just curious <laughs> who was being nice and who wasn't. I can no. call them out or not. <laughs> no, 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 no drama. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a choco smash when you were there? No. No, it was we were too leaving. hot, and that yeah, was we probably were... my fault. I was, I told them, oh. Jill, yeah, she was like thinking about it, and I was like, because she didn't know if we could eat it all at one point, and, and that right. and that was the thing. It was like we hadn't had our friend, the other friends, join us yet, and I was like, dude, that thing's gonna melt on you. It's great and delicious, but it will melt, like, because it's just like a ganache. So that that's probably my doing of cutting out the chocolate part <laughs> how yeah. dare you chocolate let me I down larry i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay. could have put a birthday cake candle on that too. I didn't yeah think yeah you could have said happy birthday and Jeez. i don't know we the didn't think of it me. it's all good yeah no the heat <laughs> was no joke so standing inside of pims just and sitting it was in there you can find empty. one place to sit now yes. it was empty i realized that here's a little insider tip everybody and you go into Pim's kitchen and you're walking in to the left there's like this large window ledge uh-huh. that where they have the mobile order pickup area and it, it's an open space for mobile order pickup waiting people yeah. just waiting but if you get creative you could just sit in there on this window ledge and it's like oh first it's like steel so now you feel your posterior very cool and then secondly <laughs> Uh, it's just you're getting the best AC controlled air because it's like a food place offering and no one's like really staying there because they don't want to stand. So you're getting like your own little spot inside of Pim's Kitchen. We just watched the pretzels over and over again become you get big and small. And... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was cool just to kind of see inside and, you know, kind of get a little bit of the action and just soak it up a little bit. It's just I was like, finally, there wasn't enough, you know, there wasn't a big crowd this time to step inside. Yeah. So, Cool. <laughs> Can't complain. Awesome. Um, Did you see the so, the big screen that they have out front where people are texting? They're like sending him text messages. It's like a giant phone. Yeah, right? it's a giant phone. It's no. basically like they show the, the food and all that stuff. But if you stand there long enough, he's getting texts from like Tony Stark and from different people on this oh, giant no. phone. Thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, well, next time. There we go. (laughs) More stuff to look forward to. Yeah, totally. Um, So finally, I got to see the ancient uh, sanctum. And finally, because I guess during, I didn't know that everything comes to life after dark. And I've only been there like at what, one, because of when you hop over. So I never really got to see this. And I finally get to see the really cool photo op that they have to the side, which tripped me out because when you see it in person, you're like, wait, in photos, it looks like this. But when you look through your phone, you're like, I get it. I get it. And it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of magic. You're talking about the, <laughs> the, the black and white like ground. Checkerboard? Yeah. yeah. The morphed ground thing. Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad totally. you had a chance and to do that. We missed it. The crowd was way too like long 
to wait for yeah. it. Yeah. So we moved on. That And that's another reason why I've never seen it because it's always been busy. So, yeah, that was cool. Thanks, Main Street Electrical Parade, for keeping everyone at Disney I, at that right? point. <laughs> right? <laughs> They've been sitting on the curb for six hours already. Oh, there was some people who were there for hours. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. nope, nope. We got to learn the ways of the mystic arts, got to see Doctor Strange and some magic, and then we get to see Thor who comes out. I'm like, this is cool. Nice. This is like another character. Like, seriously, like, I went in with, like, no plans. I'm like, let's just free room. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, I got to see so many so many characters in one specific land. Captain America, Loki, Gamora, Doctor Strange, Thor... Howard the Duck. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you pay attention on Mission Breakout, yes. Oh, mm. Spider-Man, too. Yeah, right on. Spider-Man. Of yes. course. Of course. But, I mean, hey, it's something, you know? But who were you there for, Melissa? <laughs> <laughs> who did I wait, like, nearly two hours for? <laughs> Tell me about the moment you had with uh, the trickster. That was cool. So, basically, I had witnessed a moment, and this is... <laughs> Someone handed Loki Thor's hammer, and his face was oh, like, "Woo!" Right. And then you just hear everyone clapping because it's just like, oh, "This happened! It happened! He's worthy!" <laughs> that was cool. That was so cool. So cool to see. When you sent me the picture, I was like, "No, he's <laughs> holding it." And I had it was crazy because I had these like mixed feelings about it, right? Because right. As Loki, he shouldn't be able to hold Mjolnir. And so, mm-hmm. like, if you break out of the character, like, thinking, like, that cast member should have immediately dropped to the floor, thinking, like, why can't I lift this? You know, like, what is going on here? <laughs> but at the same time, if if somebody brought that in, like, the, the last thing you want to do is damage somebody's toy or Tis something. but a replica of Thor's hammer. <laughs> it, yeah, he could have, exactly, like that. right. He could have yeah. said that, like, he said, like, he could have played into it or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I had mixed feelings because it was kind of cool seeing him hold <laughs> Mjolnir. But at the same time, like, the Marvel fan in me, so, like, this isn't canon, this isn't canon. Alert, alert, alert. <laughs> right? So... We were asking around, you know, just asking, is there a set time? Do we stick around somewhere? Because we really, really, really want to see Moon Knight if possible. (laughs) And we couldn't get an answer. It's basically whenever he decides to come out. So we sit down after we come out of the show and we're just sitting. And I had my eye out. There was someone dressed bound as moon knight for dapper day i was like okay she's still here then i have a reason to be here because i'm like hey we're both here for the same reason (laughs) and so i'm just being patient just taking it in looking at the crowd and it's about i want to say it's close to eight o'clock and here goes captain america he's going back in my head's like all right okay okay He's going in. He's usually out in daylight. He's not outside at night. So calculations, be patient, stay, just stay. Finally, about, I want to say 8, 15, 8, 30, rolls around. 
the Quinjet just starts sparkling up and it just makes this noise and this thunder. And then suddenly you see this, this head just pop out and you see his glowing eyes and it's like, oh my God, he's right there. It's so cool. So yeah, I lost my mind for a moment. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool to finally see someone that you're it's so, it's been so difficult and kind of sad when you know that there's a character you want to see and it, they're only there for a certain time because of the show. So I am just over the moon excited to see that, see him. And, you know, he didn't come down or I didn't stay as long. I was just happy with just seeing him come out of the Quinjet, walking around, see that cape. Cool guy. Cool guy. But the way that he looks over it, he's got a different like a different energy. You know how everyone walks and, you know, they do their thing and they are them. Well, for him, he comes out and it's like he's only, he's like really, really slow moving when he's like moving his head. So it's kind of like, it's just, it's mysterious. That's pretty much it. It's just so mysterious, but strong at the same time. When he whipped his, um, his Hair back cape. And forth. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 I'm on it today, I, folks. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Just seeing that, it was really, really cool. So I have one more story. And I think Larry's going to freak out when, I, <laughs> when you hear this. So it's the end of the night, and Jill and I go to our locker. And no one knew of our locker. No one knew our code. No one knew nothing. I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> well, you weren't there. <laughs> I was not there. <laughs> nope. So Larry's my witness. I only had a, like a, um, I have Powerade. That's it. Mm -hmm. Some magical thing. I don't know who, what, where, fairy godmother. I don't know. Ended up with two of these. Pimcos? Oh. Two of these in my locker. And like the Pim little like like beaker thing. I have no clue what this is. What? I was like, I, didn't I think they're this. from some of the drinks. They're yeah. the drinks. Yeah. Cool. So I washed them and I was like, here you go. Here, Jill. Take one. <laughs> I mean, that was it. Look, honestly, that's super cool, but also super <laughs> scary at the same time. <laughs> oh, it is. It it was, and I washed it immediately in the bathrooms with a lot of soap. Make sure to scrub it. Oh, I don't even everything. care about that. I mean, that, yes, that is a locker. concern. My concern is that somebody got into the locker. Like, what if I left my camera gear in there and somebody could just get into my locker? Well, you see, know, it probably was tried. Jill. She's a sneaky pants. She's, that's no. true. She's a the, sneaky pants. The funniest thing is that I put my jacket or my sweater in there. Uh -huh. So I was like, wait a minute. I don't even remember. I didn't even look in there. We just opened it, threw our stuff in there, and that was it. So I don't know. I don't know if they failed to clean them out. I got a free souvenir. Hey. <laughs> there you go. They okay. say you don't get free things at Disneyland. <laughs> Not true. There well, you go. Was, if it was in front of your jacket and your Powerade, then maybe they just forgot to get it and nobody cleaned it out or something. That seems plausible to me. But if yeah. your jacket and the Gatorade was in the back and these were in the front, that's freaking And that would have been different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
No, it was the other way. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, okay. then that other well, part I'm sounds still gonna, plausible. I, st- Jill, you're still a stink, sneaky pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it on here. I doubled down. She's probably laughing right now because our faces were like, how? We're like, we, we didn't give anything yet. We don't know. Fairy godmother, I don't know. <laughs> well, Jill know does have fairy godmother tendencies sometimes to just drop gifts off. So I agree with Andrew. Like now, <laughs> now that he's pointing it out, I'm kind of agreeing with him on this one. <laughs> so that's it, pretty much. Right on. Did you have a good time? Yeah, yeah. All right. And it was I, all worth it. It was. And I didn't even go to Batu. I didn't go to New Orleans Square. <laughs> I didn't touch any of that. So it just felt like one of those days where it just let it go. Did you ride a ride? Just I, two. I Two, okay. Yeah. Tiki hey, Room and Jungle Cruise, that's it. There we go. Okay, from the beginning. That's you know cool. what? Yeah. Sometimes those days are the best days. Yeah. I oh, agree. yeah. No stress. Yeah. Yeah. Just take it easy. Just hanging out, having it, uh, soaking it in. Yeah. Yeah. Take diabetes said, to home. I almost said eating it in, and then I almost said <laughs> drinking oh. it in, but that's wow. another and one. And then of it those. came that's out that way. Yeah. yeah. Take a lot of, I took a lot of desserts home. It's like, ooh. Mm. Except the uh, damn chocolate note. smash because Larry oh, decided okay. to chalk block you. I, I chalk blocked you hardcore. Yeah, I, I just it was the moment. It, uh, side note, as we're talking about characters, uh, now that they're letting people take pictures closer with characters, there was a really amazing moment that uh, when I was there with Melissa, I saw that made me warm all over again for Avengers Campus and just overall Disney. So we're walking through to... Um, the out part of Avengers Campus. And at that point, we're leaving. Uh, Captain America's coming in. And there's groups of people trying to take pictures, you know, because now they're allowing them to be closer mm-hmm. to Captain America. But through the crowd, Captain America walks, and there's this little kid, maybe had to be, I don't know, five or six, if that, four or five. He looks up, and his eyes light up at Captain America, like, oh my God. And then Captain America stops, and he reaches his hand out. And then he held his hand and they walked away to where he was going to do his pictures, which was one of the most, that like, cool. I think everybody just went at that moment. Oh, <laughs> it was just like this. Oh, like that moment you see in the commercials, like legitly, like, and I was just like, dang, that is some like powerful stuff. Cause the kid's eyes, like literally, I hadn't seen that in a long time where people, I saw some people taking pictures with the characters, but that kid was just like, no way. Like he had lost <laughs> it. It was so Aww. cool. See that is Disney magic. That's mm-hmm. it. That's why I was like, that's, I'm all heated about Stanley, but then all of a sudden, boop, yeah. <laughs> immediately like, ding, it's over. And look, there's, there's a lot of things that we can talk about that we could say negatively about how things are going in the company or anything. But honestly, there are still cast members that believe in the Disney exactly. magic and that believe mm-hmm. in giving people these experiences. To people around you, that may not have seemed like the biggest thing, but to that five or six year old, that meant the world to them in that instant. Yeah. You know, and that's what going to the parks is about. It's not about arguing. It's not about debating what's this or what's that. It's about creating these moments for families and for, for kids and for adults even, you know, like because there's plenty of times that I've been to the park that I feel like a kid. You know, I'm a kid at heart when I'm there. And when you don't have to think about, all the other stuff that's going on, that's what makes it special. You know, so that that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you had an opportunity to see that because that's a special moment right there. Mm-hmm. It was cool. I wish I would have filmed it, but, you know, I was, I was like, just soak I'm it sure in. I'm sure it's on <laughs> TikTok. <Yeah. somewhere. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's got to be. Maybe even Jill, because I know she froze too on it. <laughs> you won't believe what Captain America did to this. Boop, Ten things in Avengers Campus that just make sense. Captain America walking with a child. Well, uh, I'm glad that you had a great time, Mel. Happy birthday again. Uh, sorry it was so hot. If I could control the sun, I would have made it slightly cooler so that you could do more stuff. But it sounds like you still had fun. Like Andrew oh, says, yeah, sometimes the days where you just kind of hang out and do a couple things are some of the best days that you can have in the park, especially as a local. So, um, yeah, again, if you were there at Dapper Day weekend and had an opportunity to just – soak everything in if especially if it was your first time back experiencing what people were calling the disneyland of old uh we'd love to hear your thoughts we'd love for you to join the conversation join us over on instagram uh hit up the post for this episode and let us know how things went or you know as we mentioned earlier join the community over on discord we'd love for you to uh, share some of your stories uh and speaking of moon night we got a couple episodes that we want to catch up on we waited mel when you weren't able to join us to record and so we thought we would wait for the next episode. We it I, I was, you know, enjoying your stories from the museum and from Disneyland that I think we're gonna have to save the episodes now for next week. But by next week, ooh, oh, ooh, oh there's yeah. so much to talk <laughs> about. Yeah. Everything is pointing to this ending a couple of days before Multiverse of Madness releases. And I feel like we are going to be bombarded with mutants before we know it. Mm. So lots to talk about with Moon Knight as it begins to wrap up that series. So there's a tease for next week. Anything else before we wrap up this episode? Nope. Right on. So that's it. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Uh, Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Adios. Part of the Podcateers Network.